Guys, welcome to the Drive-In Podcast. I'm Lamont. And I'm Alex. And we watch bad movies. So you don't have to. Well, today we're doing a classic. Like, this is this is a classic. We're going way, way back to 1985 to talk about the original Color Purple. The Color Purple. An American story for the whole world. It's about life. It's about love. It's about us. You will always remember, Mr. Shug. Old Mr. Nettie. Harpo. Squeak. Sophia. Sealy. You will never forget the color purple. And we didn't want to do it because we like we're two dudes here, so we had to bring some ladies in the building. We had to bring two Clark Atlanta graduates in the building. Ooh. Yeah, oh, which is like never heard of the school, but I heard it. Oh my god! <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding, kidding. Lauren Fluker and Allison Joyner, welcome in. Welcome, ladies. You know you guys are return customers to the drive-in, so we really appreciate you coming back in. So welcome Thank back, you. ladies. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Us. Not a problem. So uh, this this movie, like, it hit the culture really hard when it came out in uh, 85. So uh, I want you to give your guys initial thoughts. Where were you at in 85, and how did it hit you when you first saw it the first time? Alex, you can start off. We had HBO in the house. Uh, and this was one of the films that was recorded and watched on repeat. Um, and it was one of the like de- developmental films. Like you watch it and you'll be like, "Yeah, Danny Glover is a mean dude. I liked him in Lethal Lethal Weapon, but I don't like him in this." So as a as a kid, you watch it and you see all of this just mean stuff going on and your eyes are open to a world that is just crazy. So when you watch it as an adult, you you get it a little bit more and not in the sense of understanding it, but the the sense of this is the world that we live in and this is just one of the one of those stories that came out of the world that we live in. Um yeah, color purple for me uh, it it was it was one of those changing movies. Cool. Well, what about you, Allison? When it first came out, what was your thoughts? Oh, you remember? Remember? Were you even born then? <laughs> I was. I was a couple years old. Uh, but when I first watched it, uh, just like Alex, it was on um HBO Saturday Movie of the Week. So uh, my dad he sat my my brother and sister and I and um. Pretty much, I was the only one really engaged in watching it. Um, but of course, the only person I really knew or was familiar with was Oprah. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was different to see her in that capacity as a child. Um, but of course, I've seen it a few few more times in my adulthood, and and you know, it's 
it's a masterpiece in my book. Definitely, definitely. What about you, Lauren, when you first saw it? Um, first of all, I was born in 1990, so I was not even, <laughs> <laughs> I was not even here. That was five years prior to my time on Earth. But um, what I will say is it's a, it's a cultural classic um, film. I will also say 1985, having Steven Spielberg do the film, it's outrageous that it was nominated for 10 Oscars and didn't take home any. That, to me, is like astounding because um, it was such a great film and us talking about it today in the 2023 of things says a lot to what the movie has done for the culture um, but yeah like Color Purple and I, I do want to make a confession I do have a confession to make here the first time I watched it from front to back in its entirety was last night oh wow so, <laughs> <laughs> so I've always known about it but I you know it's a classic it's a classic yeah, it's definitely is. Like, I remember I was a kid, and I remember, like, I tell Alex, like, this was like a church bus movie. Like, I remember my aunties and my grandmothers, like, they oh, literally got, bus. yeah, they literally got the church bus, Ebenezer AME uh, Church in Brookhaven, Mississippi. Come on, Ebenezer. Uh, yes, <laughs> Ebenezer. And they took, they took the church bus to, like, I think we had, it was Cinema 4 at the time. Now it was Cinema 6. They took it to the cinema to watch it. And, like, every, like, I couldn't see, I wasn't young enough to, wasn't old enough to see it but they came back and they just raved about how good it was and how the performances they were talking about Oprah and Whoopi mm-hmm. and just about how great it was and then my aunts were teachers so they had read the novel the novel that came out in 82 and mm-hmm. they were like let's see if this book how it compares to the novel and they thought that the like the movie was like the movie was amazing with the performances and I remember my uncles being pissed because, like, there were no good dudes in the movie. And then when I finally got a chance to see it for myself, like, I was just in awe of Steven Spielberg and how he, how he made it. Like, there's some shots in there that are just, like, amazing. I remember as a kid seeing that, and like, if this is filmmaking, this is what I want to do. And I feel like he's one of the, I know he caught a lot of flack because he's a white guy telling a black story. But, like, he's an artist telling another artist's story, and I think it really comes across well in the movie. Like, there's some problems with it for sure, but I think it's one of the ones that, like, you, like, it's, there's a short list of movies that you have to see. I feel like this is one of the ones you have to see. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, so it, it was strong. Like, okay, now when you rewatched it, like, later on, did it hit different? Because for me, it hit kind of different. What about you, Alex, when you saw it? Like with older eyes looking at it, yes. with older eyes, it's uh, it still hits me the same way. Like, how can somebody be so cruel to that extent? Of you know, and and, and we watch films and we see certain villains and we want to have a redeemable factor of the villain somewhere down the line in this. But in this film, it's like, man. I wish somebody would have just came through and just, you know, popped a cap in uh, Mister's butt and been done with it, you know. So, um, but watching it with older eyes, it it still it still hits the same way. It's like, you know, it's crazy, and and you know, it, it's crazy to the sense of, yes, it's a co- cultural like staple. Because we always have these, you know, if you, if you say certain lines out of it, 
you're going to get some response out of any crowd. You know, it's going to rain on mm-hmm. your head. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, you just a big fat heifer. <laughs> if you mm-hmm. say that in any room, people are going to gravitate to it. Oh, you watch Color Purple. And then you have a full conversation. It's a great icebreaker culturally, but watching it with the adult eyes, it's like, man, it's real because, and I don't know what part of the South it was, but it was a representation of the South. Like Georgia. It was Georgia. Georgia. It was Georgia, but you couldn't really tell it was Georgia. You know, it was Mm -hmm. because for me watching it from Mississippi, it reminded me of home. Right. If you listen to the sound in it, you know, those sounds of those crickets at at, at, at twilight mm-hmm. in the evening, it sounds just like a part of Mississippi. You know, it's like it's it's like a representation of the South in general during mm-hmm. that time. It's like you wouldn't know if it was in Georgia, Mississippi, Arkansas, North or South Carolina. You just knew it was based in the South. And this was a hardship that this this little girl and that's yeah. that's the part that hurt me the most watching it it was a, a a little girl who never really made the adjustment into full womanhood because mm-hmm. she was she went through so much as a little girl from molestation from a from her stepfather mm-hmm. to continual just just being treated less than a human throughout the whole story and it's it it, it's crazy to to just watch it and then get all these emotions watching it as an adult because then as you go through life and you meet certain people and they tell you some of their backstory you'd be like god you really went through that like that really happens in the world you know, yeah. it's not just a movie. It really happens. What about you, ladies? When you saw it, saw it older, Allison, did it did it hit you different now? So seeing it again? Oh yeah, absolutely. Just bigger, just understanding the context um, was um, I didn't really have that grasp when I first watched it as a child. Um, but uh, yeah, it's just it's a great coming of age story to where I. Um, think that really some stories like that you see I think like what Alex was kind of interpreting was the damsel in distress uh, um, uh, format but Celie had to save herself yeah so um, that really is really a a dynamic um, thing I took away from it when I watched it uh, as an adult what about you Lauren well, I guess you just saw it, like the for the, the whole uh, time. First all the of way all, <laughs> first of all, <laughs> but I'm, I'm I'm familiar with the the story and the players in the story. And what I'll say to Alex's point is that when you talk about women having lived through situations similar to Silly, I know Oprah always echoes that that was one of the reasons she was so drawn to the script because her story mirrored that of Silly's, and so that's why yeah. she was so connected. And so it's. It's very disheartening that a lot of women resonate with the story on that that level. But then it's also like, for me, how do you tell such a beautiful story about incest? As we later find out that that is her stepfather, but it was still, you know, a father figure in her life. So that's troubling. And so now through, I guess, eyes that are healing, because I'm in mm-hmm. therapy, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like a lot of Black folks these days, 
it's just like you see the trauma and then mm -hmm. and for me it's like if that was going on then and that's not far off from what a lot of women experience i wonder how much of that transferred down you know generationally because there were other things going on in addition to what we were seeing you know what i'm saying so it just really makes you think like Alex said, who all has gone through that and like what the, you know, what, what the, the uh, impact of stories like that has been like on our culture today. Also, uh, let me just hop this in too. And I know the, the, the main point is, you know, our, our feminine aspect of this film was, was expressed, but you can also see trauma on a masculine sense as far oh, as yeah. the fa the fathers being just you know it's just a general like 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 uh Lauren said it's a generational thing like yeah. you got one father that that put a horrible example to be a man mm -hmm. to another father and now you see this father trying to make his son be like him like with Harpo, and I sympathize with Harpo because Harpo wasn't built to be that no. guy. Nowhere near. You know, he 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 didn't want to be like his father because he saw what his father did to women, mm -hmm. and it was like, no, no, you got to go in and you got to do this to your wife. You got to, and it's mm -hmm. and it's and it's crazy because. Even in our society today, we still have those stigmas and those those um, mm, chauvinistic type of stance that you're not a man unless you do this, or you're yeah. not a man unless you yeah. do that. And it's not it's not just from men telling us that; it's from our our matriarchal uh, matriarchal. Uh, figures in our life. We got women telling me, "Well, you wait ain't a, a minute, man." Wait a minute. You... Wait a minute. So you are you yeah. when they were in that field and Seely told Seely told Harpo to to beat. So yeah, see. Yeah. No, nah, but see, yeah. I think I think at that point, like to your point, Seely was a kid, and that's all she's ever known. Exactly. So, and her, and, and, her and, life, and, and that's that was what but, saw. Yeah. But in I, that I, sense, I think... that's the only thing they could to. That was the only point of manhood that they saw. With Harpo, I think, being so uh, in love with Sophia, with her being a strong woman uh, uh, character, very confident in herself, and, uh, with every step, you know, when she stomped up to that, uh, to that house, mm -hmm. um, leaving Harpo behind, you know, that was what really captivated Harpo uh, with being with Sophia. And because he, like you said, he never saw that that strong woman um, um, influence before. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I, when I was younger, I, we used to make like Harpo was the he was the weak guy. He was the simp. Like he wasn't a good dude. But like after watching it again, I realized that Harpo was the he might be the strongest guy in the movie because he's the one that went through Breaks all the that. Cycle. Yeah, he broke the cycle. Like he's a different dude. From where he started to where he is now, like I don't know about Mister, because you, you're not sure. You know, he's kind of trying to get back, but you're not sure. But I feel like Harpo was the one that took the journey, and he went through all the stuff, and he kind of made it out on the other side with Sophia. So I feel like, in that sense, I feel like he's the the manliest man in this film. Even though I feel like I think they have it has a I think this this it has a man problem for sure, but I gotta 
it was written by by a lady, and like it's, I just feel like there could have been one or two good guys in here to show that every guy isn't a Harper or a Mister, because I feel like you're, you're saying something when one of your 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 like with Danny Glover's minute. what art imitates life. I or know. Life imitates yep. art. So if yeah. Alice Walker didn't see a strong, positive male influence, how could she write about that? There wasn't one out there. Like there wasn't. I just don't know. You have to ask her. You have to ask her. I didn't write. I didn't write the book. Yeah, but I feel like it, it could have. Like if you're doing a movie that's encompassing all of this, you gotta have like one good dude. I mean, but that's good is a relative term because in the end, we saw him help Seeley do the, what was it, the naturalization or the immigration thing to get her kids back, and he went down to the office and did that. So it's just like, at some point, he did turn that corner. But you also, to your your earlier point, you know, you have to empathize with them because if they don't see that, I'm not making excuses for them, but if they don't see that, and then let's uh-huh. also keep in mind the time period. White folks was not, they were not, you know, treating black people with the respect they deserved either. So they Especially black also, men. Right. So they probably were also as sharecroppers and whatever they were at that time were probably also, you know, emulating those type things. Again, not an excuse. Uh-uh. Raping and, and causing destruction within your own household. But I'm just saying, if those were the examples, how could you not? You know, for me, it's like empathizing with them because they didn't know no better. It ain't no excuse. But, you know, it's just like, they didn't know no better. Yeah, but yeah, it's, nice it's just mm-hmm. it's just like what they say, uh, your parents only do what they know best. Exactly. To do. And 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 in that in that structure or in that society during that time, they were just perpetuating all the stuff that they received. It's scary to watch <laughs> it, it it's scary to watch adult children mm-hmm. in that sense yeah. because a lot of them were just recreating what they saw. Uh, because it's weird. Like, Mr. would raise his hand to Seeley, but mm-hmm. wouldn't dare raise his hand to Suge. Because she was about that. He knew Suge was about that action. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, not, not just that, but it was the fact that it's, 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 it's just he, he has this thing programmed. He's been programmed to do this, you know, well, she ain't really your wife. She just a, a maid at the house that you can do whatever you want to her. And it's just that that programming that they've had yeah. during that time. And, and like you said, it's not making an excuse for it. Uh, I think films like The Color Purple strike mm-hmm. conversations in our society to where we can evolve from those characters. Let me tell y'all, one time I saw Danny Glover in Chicago O'Hare Airport. And when I tell you, I did not want to walk near him. Like, yeah. because he played uh-huh. that character so good. Right. I'm like, look yeah. at Mr. sitting up at the Starbucks, wherever he was at. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm not even going to walk over there. So um, I, I think that's a testament to, like you said, just the characters of it all and people being able to portray that and then us being able to resonate like with those characters, mm-hmm. good or bad. You know, they all out there. Yeah, because yeah. you're like, Love, yeah. Glover, that's one of the roles where, like, like he holds on to that. Like he was Mister for a while, even through Lethal Weapon and all the other mm-hmm. movies. Like that's one of those performances where you're like, oh, I don't really like you, you know. Like I didn't. We like, uh, when Color Girls committed suicide with Michael Ely. Like with his character in that. Like there are certain characters that people like. You just I don't want to be around that dude. 
Mm-hmm. Faith on soul food, I still don't like her. Nia Long, you love her. <laughs> no, Nia never have. Nia Long, you love her. That's how I feel about Go ahead. I want to uh, add on that what Alex was saying, how uh, Mr. was, was a, uh, not a weak man, but he acted different around Suge than, than, than treated Seeley. Um, I just feel like there's the analogy with. Mr. was to Suge as Harper was to Sophia. You know, mm-hmm. Sophia and Suge are very strong well, women. You know, they want very confident. And um, I think Mr. wanted to change that cycle, but he just didn't know how. Mm-hmm. But Harpo mm-hmm. did. Did you, any of you guys read the book at all? Anybody read the book? No, I'm not even going. No. Okay, no. In, I read in, snippets of it. <laughs> no, but, but it's in, a whole it's a whole nother element in that book that they didn't really tap on in the film because of the time that you know that what? It was released. I um, remember it was on the accelerated reader program in my middle school, <laughs> and uh, one girl she she uh she asked me to read the first page of chapter one, and uh it was you know kind of a, a very uncomfortable scene. <laughs> of, of what was ha- what was happening uh, with Celie and her stepfather, and so uh, mm-hmm. she was like, "How could this be in our our libraries?" And um, you know, now it's a banned book. So yeah, mm-hmm. read banned read banned books, but in the, books. but in the book, yeah. like Mister is like Mister looks like he's described as looking like uh, like now he would be like Terrence Howard, like he was light skin, light eyes. Like he was a he was a more conventional good good looking dude, and I feel like like in the book that goes to show like I don't know it, it just would have I think would have been different if they would have stuck more toward the book. As now, opposed- you know, well I want to say you know- let me say this let me say this please let me say this because I'm getting I'm getting concerned that black folks are going to associate this new movie that's coming out and going to uh, compare it to the book, but it's totally different from the book because it's it's based on the musical not the book not the movie but the musical and and so i'm really really um concerned that that people are gonna compare it to to the saying oh fantasia ain't no Whoopi, you know danielle brooks ain't no sophia you I ain't no oprah you know what i mean so i really want i really want people to really give it a chance and be open-minded and say hey this is a whole new medium this is a whole new um story that they're about to watch. That's nothing that they know of, that they've seen before. And like, but that's what it's gonna get is going up against a classic. Like that's why you I feel I don't know. My hot take is we don't need that. Like we don't need a new color purple. Um, <laughs> okay, well let me just as someone who has worked on the color purple, that was the first movie I've ever done. I think it oh, is a real? fresh take. Yes, I think yeah. it's a fresh take on an old classic. I don't think I think the this but this is we gonna I feel like we're gonna talk about the new one a little later. I don't wanna get yeah. too much into Okay. It, but I think Yeah, I didn't I know that, my bad. No, 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 no. It's all good, but it's a different adaptation of it. So Alice Walker, that, that she, that's the IP, that's the beginning, right? And yeah. then you have the movie, and then the Broadway show, and then or the, yeah, the Broadway show, and then the musical feature adaptation of it. And so it's different. It's, it's it's more upbeat. And again, I always struggle with how do you tell a beautiful story about incest? But I think we really got it right, y'all. I don't think it. I, I think it'll be very hard for anybody to compare what you guys are going to see on Christmas Day to anything that's been done from the cinematography to the, the dancers, the choreography, all of that. So it's a okay. different, yeah, yeah it's, it's different. 
Yeah, I think I think a lot of people look at it like it's a musical. So it's like it's a <laughs> musical about a musical. traumatic 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 experiences. So it's yeah. like what we're gonna do if if we got a a musical about roots. You you wouldn't watch a musical about roots. And it's like, no, it's another expression. Yeah. It's just using music to ex- music can express any type of thing. So it's like with this, I think, like like you guys say, if we go in with an open mind, we'll probably be pleasantly surprised. I, I can't, I can't get out doing. of my head thinking of a musical based on roots. I can't yeah. get that out of my head now. But see, that's know. that's the way certain people look at the color purple. Like, why would you why would you sing about like like uh Fluker said, why would you make a a beautiful story out of incest like that? Or why would you make a song a musical? But I mean it's musical. It's songs about all type of things mm-hmm. under the sun. So with this, it's not just you know, uh, <laughs> not, not not like a, a, a episode of a uh, blackish where you got people dancing around in slave suits talking about oh picking cotton. No, it's 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 probably gonna be something really. <laughs> that was a dope episode, though. It was. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was. <laughs> it was but 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 it's like it's not gonna be a situation where. It's just going to be, you know, somebody's getting molested in a room and then they come out dancing. No, it's it's probably no, going to be it's real. Not, it's going to yeah. be real rich with mm-hmm. emotion because you your senses are going to be be uh, involved so much from the music, from the the traumatic uh, reenactment, and you'll probably get more engaged or engulfed in it. Because of yeah. that, it'll pull on your heartstrings even more. And that's yeah. what Spielberg wants from his stuff. Because he's, uh, is he the director in the movie? No, it's Blitz. Um, Blitz, the same guy, I cannot pronounce his last name. He is of African descent, but he um, did Black is King by Beyonce. And he's done oh, some okay. other things. Yeah, and then the cinematographer is Dan Lauston, who did um, The Color of, the one move, a few movies that were nominated, but the last one he did was like the color of water or something. One of those movies. Oh about wow! The fish, okay. the fish. Yeah, and yeah that was dope. That was dope. Yeah. So it's different, and it's like the costumes, um, the use of the color purple in the film. Everything, the the routines are updated. There are like you know, it's updated vocabulary. So it's still in that time, but it's you know, it's woven with yeah. surprises. Like I think you guys are gonna be pleasantly. Like surprise with it. I don't think it's gonna be, you know. But like Steven Spielberg, yeah, Steven Spielberg, he likes to have these um, projects where they are very, very um, shocking to the to the nervous system, emotional system of yeah. people to really have you think about society today, just like he did with um, 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 Schindler's List. Same mm-hmm. thing with Amistad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's you know Jurassic Park, all it. <laughs> yeah, the last one really made you think. That the last one didn't yeah. make you think. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but uh, that's the same thing with West Side Story. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to be there over the night, but I don't know. I just they're not going to do a musical about Chandler's List. Like they're not going to do a musical about the Diary of Anne Frank. But this is like, there was a play. There was a play. Yeah, you could do a play. Music is different for me. I I don't know. I mean, I'm keeping open mind though. But based on just like if you look at the if you look at the the call sheet, you got Taraji P Henson, you got Danielle Brooks, you got Fantasia Barino, you got her, um, you got Chloe, excuse me, Halle Bailey. It's Halle Bailey, a story yeah. of female to me. 
I hate the word female, but I'm going to say women's liberation. That's what it is. So if you look at it through that lens of these are um, fight songs or songs about coming through and overcoming things, it's different. Yeah, they're singing about things that have happened, but the fact that they can sing about it says what? That they've gone through it and they are still there. So if you look at it through that lens as opposed to, oh, she just got knocked down by her daddy and having a you know like if you yeah. stop looking at it like that it'll you know it'll it'll ease um ease your mind a little bit and allow it to be more open to it because that's no, what i'm getting out of this no it's going to get multiple oscar nominations i bet it wins i mean i know it's going to win some i mean Domingo, I, I heard coleman yeah. domingo is mr is really really good so i feel like he was yeah I feel like it's going to get some wins for sure. And it deservingly mm-hmm. so because the cast is all-star. But well, I don't know. Just, if, if history repeats itself, a lot of the Academy has to redeem itself because they missed missed out on, on lightning in a, in a bottle with the first, you know, yeah. with with the original. With, ten with, nominations. Uh, color Purple. Yeah. No you have ten nominations. Has across the board on, on multiple yeah. levels and you didn't give them anything and I really want to go back I'm going to Google it later today like who really won those in those categories and and then you know place it side by side because I'm, I'm I'm more of a fact like if I see it and be like oh okay I get it that one yeah I can see where where it would lose out but back in 85 come on man yeah, it but wasn't those you gotta many think that there probably like that. wasn't that many um, African Americans in uh, in the the Academy because uh, we remember we talked about Oscar so white a few years ago because mm-hmm. uh, there was not that many members that were that uh, that looked like us voting for especially for these these powerful films the people who look like us so mm-hmm. back in '85 it could have been you know um, you know Lily Wright. Colonel Sanders looking dudes mm-hmm. uh, voting yeah. uh, voting for uh, these films, voting in these films, or or people from different countries um, who has no idea about uh, or doesn't even care about uh, what the black women str- uh, struggle is. Oh so, but this this is the thing I'm for sorry, me, Allison. Allison, this is the thing for me. If but it shouldn't matter what the color of the story is. If the story is a great story, though, it does. And that's the thing. It, it doesn't resonate. Like, remember, a lot back in the day, a lot of dudes hated this movie because of the betrayal of men. Like, a lot of like, if you're not, I feel like if you have more black women in the academy. There's no way Margaret Avery and Oprah Winfrey don't walk away with an Oscar. Like, they're in the yeah. same category. This actually the same category. Whoopi Goldberg was nominated and didn't win. Like, I feel like this is the best performance of her career. No, no. No disrespect to Sister Act, but I thought she yeah. was she was amazing. She was yeah, so absolutely. And, so and, and who who gets lost in in this is the the actresses who played like young Seeley. Dear God, I'm 14 years old. I've always been a good girl. Maybe you can give me a sign. Let me know what's happening to me. One day, my daddy come and say, you're going to do what your mama wouldn't. Now, I got two children by my daddy. Like, mm-hmm. I thought that, to me, that was my favorite part of the movie, the first part, before Whoopi takes over. Because I think when Whoopi yeah. takes over, you get some comic element in there. In the first hey, isn't, one. Isn't Color Purple, like, Whoopi's 
transition to more serious acting. Cause I can see that. Yeah. Before that, before that, she did a lot of comical acting. Even with Ghosts, she was funny in Ghosts. It, she was like the comic relief in Ghosts. But she had Jumping Jack Flash, uh, Ghost. What was some other? Because she came from a comedic background, she was she did mm-hmm. stand up first. Yeah, she's comedy. So, one of the ghosts comedy. comedy she had so, a show on Broadway. Yeah, oh, that, that one woman show. Oh, that was the greatest thing ever. So well, well, to make that transition. No, it wasn't the transition. No, it wasn't a transition. This was her first film. Like this was her second film. Wow. Yeah, just for a second. So it wasn't a transition. This we're just getting introduced to her. Yeah. And then she starts doing the jumping jack flash. And oh, the, that came after jumping jack came, flash came after. All that oh, stuff so that's, came after. That was yeah. her Hollywood introduction. Mm-hmm. Like she blew him away in Hollywood with color purple. Yes. And they kind of, dang, they kind of yeah. dummied her down then. And I think she did an amazing job. You know, comparing uh, her role in Ghost to 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 color purple. I liked it. I I, I like her performance in uh, Color Purple. Over... I love how I love how you cleaned it up with. I liked it. <laughs> I liked it. I mean, I liked. <laughs> I'm sorry, Alice. I'm just. I don't know what you're talking about. You said liked it. I, mean, I just wanted to mess with you. I liked it there, Rona. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, girl. You was you was on fire. I really was. I really was. But uh, <laughs> I really like the, the acting that Wolfie did in Color Purple, especially when the, there was a lot of moments that there was a lot of close-ups where she was silent and you could read mm, everything on yeah. her face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's powerful. Yeah, Not everybody yeah. can do that. Listen, that razor scene where she was she was walking <laughs> toward Mister with that razor, like the tight. She looked tired, and so in script writing, there's a thing which you don't say, you show, right? Mm-hmm. So she didn't say that she was fed up, but baby, you saw it on her face. She was sharpening that razor. You saw it. You saw it. You saw it. So no, I think, I think point, I'm sorry because I'm I'm running I'm running into my time, but it's too good. I think some of the nonverbal scenes for me, and I'm gonna just drop these two pennies. Before I hop off, uh, nonverbal scenes for me was when when uh, Shook grabs Seely from behind, and the intensity on her face, and when Mister grabs his neck and slowly rubs his throat like she was gonna kill me. That moment was a turning point for me in the film, and uh, the the. The intensity of the the dining scene. Thanks. What was it? Thanksgiving or Christmas? Yeah, Easter. That was Easter. 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 At the table. Celia is coming with us. Say what? Celia is coming to Memphis with us. Over my dead body. You satisfied? That's what you want? Now what wrong with you? You a low down, dirty dog. That's what's wrong. It's time for me to get away from you and into creation. And your dead body be just the welcome man I need. You can't talk to my boy that way. Your boy? Seemed like if he hadn't been your boy, he might have made somebody a halfway decent man. And she just had her head down and wasn't saying anything. And then at that moment when he asked her to speak up, 
Until you do right by me, everything you think about is gonna crumble. Who you think you is? You can't curse nobody. Look at you. You're black, you're poor, you're ugly, you're a woman, you're nothing at all. Until you do right by me, everything you even think about gonna fail. That's when everything just broke loose and came out mm -hmm. in fullness, in the fullness of her. She and you can see her liberation in it. She, mm -hmm. Yeah. When she that's a perfect thank you, Allison. That was good. When she got her voice. No, 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 no. And no, but honestly, thank you for that. But no, when she when she got her voice, that was that was a right before that the silence at the table like i cooked all this damn food for these people everybody's you know the kids throwing biscuits at each other and all this stuff uh -huh. and the and these two dudes first of all i'm the wife and i'm not even sitting at one end of the table it's his Ooh, father who was, i didn't even it's his see, father who yeah right it's his father who's who's been the asshole throughout the whole thing Oh, this yeah. midget of a man who makes this grown big <laughs> six foot man feel like he's little boy whenever he's around sitting at the head of the table making jokes and mister in his older age slowly realizing he's a he's been the been a mirror asshole to this other guy mm -hmm. it, it's like the harpo yeah yeah, to Harpo, who's another mirror buddy, he got his side chick and his ex-wife sitting at the table. I, I don't get that to say my... Yeah. <laughs> See, all that's crazy. All that, all that right there. I'm just, I'm done. Like, it's a whole bunch. But in that scene, uh, it's just the power of her getting her voice. And then you know the whole hex thing with the two fingers, the uh, fam, you mm -hmm. rattler fingers. You know, till you Ooh. do right by me. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm throwing shade. I'm throwing shade. I am because they in the swag now. And they think they did something because they made some celebration. Oh Lord! Um, <laughs> uh, the whole till you do right by me scene. Before that, she was just quiet, docile person who never even when she didn't even want to smile mm -hmm. leading up to that like every time she smiled she covered her mouth so she when she gets until she met Shug. right so it's like it's 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 all those elements and it pulls you into the point it's like wow i love Celie's development to the point where she finally gets her voice not to the point where you know she she could have easily been out of there if she had to slit his throat that would have been in the scene, in the show, in the movie. Let's go. But no, it's the fact of getting to the point where she can speak up for herself because it, I think that's the defining moment of her coming into her adulthood and her womanhood uh -huh. because she got her voice in that. Yes. So thank you, Allison. Coined that when Celie got her voice seen from Allison Joyner. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm going. Oh I'll holler at y'all people. Y'all go ahead and finish it up. Right. Do a great job. Later. Bye, Alex. Later. Bye. Bye. Uh, all right. Now, while he, Alex was talking, I was looking this up. I wanted to get your guys' take on this. All right. In the uh, leading actress role, the mm -hmm. winner that year was Geraldine Page 
a trip to Bountiful. So Whoopi Goldberg got beat by a trip to Bountiful. In the in the uh, supporting role, Angelica Houston won for Prissy's Honor. And Danny Glover, Danny Glover did not get a nomination either. William Hurt won for Kiss of a Spider Woman. Not surprising. But I no. white men across the board. Yeah, basically, yeah. But I, my concern with this, though, is I think early on, you know, we were talking about Oscar contention when we were working on this. Um, there is no category for best musical in the Oscars, or at least last year when we were working on it and we looked it up, there was not. And so I think the cash-in is really going to be in the costumes, perhaps the choreography, if there's a category for that. But like for songs and stuff, we mm. would not be in contention because a lot of it is not original songs because they came from like Broadway. I think we maybe have like one or two mm. original songs. So the categories, I mean, I don't, I don't know. We, it, there could be a time where they, you know, consider all of those things and just kind of let them make it. But I don't. The Golden Globes has a musical category. It's like comedy yeah. musical. Yeah. And then what's the one? The the what's the the La La, La, La Land. Yeah, La La Land. Yeah, so it can it'll be in drama, right? It would be nominated yeah. in drama. Yeah, it could be. And, yeah, and the supporting actress in West Side Story won. Was that last year? This year? She won that this year. I don't remember, but yeah, it, it was, like it'll the Will Smith Oscars. Oh, that was funny. That, yeah. Watching this again, I got enamored by like I got three shots that I thought were really, really amazing in this movie. And I wanted to run it by you, by you ladies. Remember the shot when Mr. Sitting on the, on the porch and he first sees uh, Celia Nettie and mm -hmm. he has his, has his newspaper. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. and he moves the newspaper over where he can only see one of them. And just the cross cutting between that, like that just blew my mind. I was like, as a kid, I didn't know what a sequence was, but when I, I was like, that's that's pretty dope. Like he he really knows where to put the camera. Yeah. Like yeah. Spielberg is just like amazing at that. He's an amazing auteur. So I, I don't know. He's the go to me. He but, is. Uh, I call him Uncle Steve. He that's <laughs> <my> Uncle Steve. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has just done done amazing work. But I said this this movie touched a lot of people. So let's get into the categories and see what you ladies think about who won the OG uh, Color Purple. So Allison, who's your MVP of the of the original Color Purple? Of, of course, with the Goldberg, you know, she carried it. I never asked you for anything. I Did I ever ask you for anything? I never asked you for nothing. Not even your sorry ass hand in marriage. Nothing. I never asked you for nothing. As, you know, somebody who never done a feature film before. Uh, and I, I'm sure, you know, her her back was up against the wall and people thought she wasn't going to be able to to do this role as a comedian. But I mean, she proved she proved them otherwise, and um, you know, to check the resume now. So she's able she's able to go from being a comedic actress to a dramatic actress uh, instantly. Well, I feel like if you, th I mean, if you think about it back then, this was like that. They like they said they couldn't have gotten it made without Spielberg because of his cachet in Hollywood. He's the reason they got it made. They took mm -hmm. a chance chance on all these like their household names now, but they were young actors then. You know, like that's like if you gave SZA, you know, the role in it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, okay, let, let's see what she can do. But well, you know, like, well, this what they do with the new musical. You know, Fantasia's never done a, a feature film. I feel like, but she's been on Broadway, right? Wasn't she on Broadway with this? Yeah, she was on Broadway. Yeah, yeah. So you just kind of bring it up. I don't know. I just feel like, yeah, Whoopi, 
amazing, a, a legend to this day. So definitely mm. an MVP category. So what about she's you? A, uh, she's an EGOT too, isn't she? Yes, she yeah. is. She is. Deserving. EGOT and a GOAT. Ooh, all the abbreviations, all the abbreviations. Love that. Love that. Love that. All right. Um, OG, would... OG. Yeah, there it is. EGOT. OG. GOAT. GOAT and e, EGOT. E, e, e. OG, yeah. Yes. There it is. EGOT. GOAT. OG. All right. Uh, Lauren, be... MVP, who you got? I'm going to say, um, I'm going to go with the yes and. I do agree with Allison. Yes to Whoopi Goldberg. And Oprah. I'm going to say Oprah, too, because that uh-huh. was a standout breakout role. And I like the um, synergy between the two. I think a lot of the reason why Whoopi, or Silly in this case, was able to find her voice was because of Sophia and the empowerment that she bestowed upon her just in, not even with words all the time, but just her her um, disposition about things. And just she was just very loud and bold. All my life, I had to fight. I had to fight my daddy. I had to fight my uncles. I had to fight my brothers. Girl, child ain't safe in a family means. But I ain't never thought I had to fight in my own house. I love Hoppo. God knows I do. But I kill him dead for I let him beat me. You know, in her speech as well as just like her presence, and I think that helped Whoopi. So I would say, I would say Oprah. And then Oprah always talks about how she she was so connected to the character of Sophia, and you could see it, like you or the the, the story itself rather, but you could see that in her role as Sophia. Do you think like Oprah was so good in this role? Do you? I wish she would have acted more. I feel like yeah. she, I feel like she could have been like Meryl Streep, you know, or Viola mm-hmm. Davis, or like I wonder why she didn't like. I know she's so super talented in everything that she does, but I feel like if she would have acted more, man, I would I would have loved to seen that because Sophia. Now for me, Sophia is my MVP, uh, just for the same reasons you said. I like I feel like she just steals this movie in every way. She reminds me of my grandmother, like the strong woman that's no nonsense, yes. that's not going to take anything, that doesn't take anything from any man. Like she, I just, and I love the scene when they go meet Mr. with Harpo, and then it cuts to the wedding. Like, mm-hmm. it, like I, I, I thought that was well done. I thought it was some great filmmaking. It's like he broke the rules, but it made sense. And I was like, I just, I don't know, this is my favorite role of hers, and I just wish she would have done done more. Well, mm. it's kind of hard for her to do it with having a you know an amazing talk show and that's what all I the was other problems. Say. Yeah, yeah, you know, but, I, but I'm saying a like magazine, a, a cable network. But I'm saying like go another like if she would have just went another direction, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. just just focus on the acting. You know? I mean, she was in a wrinkle in time. She has done stuff in her oh, latter yeah. years. Like uh, the Wrinkle in Time, and she's done like some a few, maybe a few. Beloved, yeah. Like, I'm, I'm not a fan of Beloved, no. but yeah, I wasn't uh, crazy about Beloved. Yeah, I wasn't crazy she about was that. But I feel like she, you know, she was so good coming out the gate that I wanted mm. to see her build on that and use that muscle more, as opposed to like hop in later in life. Because I feel like, man, she could have been like Viola or Street because she was so good in this movie. Yeah. All right, you got. Uh, LVP, somebody who was bad or somebody you wanted to see more of in this film? Uh, uh, Lauren, you go first. Somebody. Uh, 
I'm gonna say squeak. Who this woman? You know who this is. She best to leave you alone. Fine with me. You ain't gotta go nowhere. This is my juke joint. You said this here our juke joint. Listen, woman, get a man dance with his wife if he wants to. Now she left him. Good night, y'all. And now to be my man, you're just a big old heifer. <laughs> Ray Don Chong, yeah. Uh, I, I would necessarily, I don't know. Like her, I, I understood why they had to have her. Like it did add dimension to it. And it, and it gave us, you know, um, a comparison between Sophia and squeak like I saw what they were trying to do there but I just don't I don't know that we need like I feel like the, the story could have still been as powerful as it was without squeak okay yeah, you know that's that's fair what about statement no that's fair what about you Allison you got a uh, LVP Whew, this is tough I was thinking about squeak also uh I see everybody likes to repeat the lines. It's like, my name is not sweet. My name is Mary Ashley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, you have to have squeak in it because in this in the uh, juke juke joint scene where she where she punches her out, um, you know, you kind of really understand how Sophia really did love Harpo, mm-hmm. and so much that she was just gonna gonna fight someone, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, it's, she was definitely needed in in the role, and she found her voice in the end of the movie. Also, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think for me, it's more of a it's not a person. It's I wish they would have done more in the movie with the love story between uh, Suge and uh, Celie. Because if um, you read, because yeah. in in the book, they're they're a straight up couple. Like they're not even hidden toward it. Like they get together, she ends up. They get together, she ends up leaving uh, Seely for a young guy. Then at the end, she comes back to Seely, and they have a life together. So I feel like this, like you read the book, like it's a queer love story. They kind of hinted toward it in the movie, but I think uh-huh. if if you do it now, that probably would have been more front facing. And it is. It will be there. They did kind of expound upon that in the new one. But, you know, you think about the time, 1985, that's when homosexuality was not a very um, popular... The AIDS um, epidemic as well. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right. It wasn't a very popular identity to have back in the day. And so I think now... No identity at all. Period. Right, that part. Yes, no no um, identity at all. Yeah, so that was was my... uh, I don't know, I just wish I would have hit more with that. But... uh, all right, six man and six woman coming off the bench. Allison, who's your six man and six woman? They did the most with the least. Like they had a little, little screen time, but they made the most of it. Nah, I'm I'm drawing a blank. I'm thinking Shug, but I don't know. Shug was in, in the movie a lot. Yeah, she's a lot. Yeah. Okay, well, I can you mind? For mine, it was Adolf Caesar who played the the father. Boy, if you gonna let this little nappy head gal sit here and cuss you out like that, you sitting at the head of your own dinner table and you acting like a waiter. I remember him oh, from, yeah. from a soldier story. I feel like yeah. every he has some funny lines. Especially when he's coming back and he's telling Harpo to get a young woman to, to clean up this house. And I mean, uh, Mr. and Mrs. was ushering him out. Uh, he stole the, the scene at the table because he just yeah. wouldn't shut up. So, And he's such a well-trained 
uh, he's a, like in another life he would have been Mister, you know, because mm-hmm. he's such an accomplished actor that he's playing this bit part. But you mm-hmm. go to a soldier story, he's amazing in it, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I feel like he was a uh, like an A-list actor that just used for a little bit. So yeah, he's my sixth man. I thought he was really amazing. Uh, I like that one. I'm gonna say Miss Millie. She did way too much. So, oh, look at that. That's the cutest little face I ever saw. Can you give me some sugar? Miss Millie always going on over the cup. Your children are so clean. Would you like to work for me? Be my maid? Hell no. What did you say? Hell no. She knows she could have let Sophia stay at uh, yes. Christmas. That was so such a hard oh, man. That, yeah. that, scene, that scene hit me in the heart, man. Yeah. Like that's yeah. like, well, he'll just ride home with like, no, you know, I don't ride with strange men. Like, come on, lady. Like, come on. She did a lot. She did a lot. In a, in a, in a, I'm gonna say, like, if I'm looking at it, like the, the bad part of it or whatever, she did a lot. She did a lot with the least on that side. Um, but I would also yeah, because that's what like three scenes. Yeah, and you yeah. remember them, like you literally remember yeah. those. Yeah. Woman went to jail. Sophia went to jail behind that woman. So for for years, mm-hmm. I would say though, Nettie. We forget a lot about Nettie. Nettie, I think okay. she she was not in a lot of scenes, but you felt the love, especially at the end. You felt when they oh, came yeah. back together, you felt that like you it was almost like you could feel it through the screen. It almost felt tangible, like, oh my God, like they really love each other. Like the letters she would write, thought they did a really good job of keeping Nettie incorporated in the story without us seeing her in every other scene. Yeah, I think that's, that's a that's testament a to the film to the filmmaking. I think I think with mm-hmm. the letters, you're right. Those really and in the book, the letters are really they're all in it. Like it's basically a bunch of letters going back and forth. So to, to the way they used them was really well done. And Nettie, you know, she ended up marrying like John Singleton. That was his his wife, like later on. But uh, oh, for real, yeah, Love yeah, that. yeah. They end up getting together together. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's a good pick. I didn't even think about that. Well, I didn't be, be, before we bounce, any favorite scenes that stand out for you for you ladies? Any favorite mm-hmm. scenes that cause that that you keep going going back to? I, I think the juke joint scene, you know, when the, mm-hmm. the first one had opened and, and uh, Suge had the, the red dress and singing the Sealy mm-hmm. and stuff. I wanted to be in that juke joint, you know? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I wanted to see what that moonshine tastes like. Yeah, here's a hot okay. take. Here's a, here's a hot take real quick. Brookhaven, Mississippi, 1406 Brigham Road. My grandmother, had oh, a juke, my grandmother had a juke joint just like that. Come like, on, love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, it was called uh, Brown's Drive-In. And she was like, she was like Miss Sophia. She's like, heavy said, a little hard to go, but really strong lady. But that reminded me of my grandmother's place with the, the whiskey and the beer and you know mm-hmm. all of that back then. So that that was true to life. It felt really, really real. That's dope. I would say, um, so if we leave the juke joint at the end, you got should go in the church. Oh, yeah! 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 Oh,
when they left the juke joint and they transitioned to the church and she, you know, gave her dad that hug. I yeah. thought, you know, that that meant a lot because they always in the black community. They always say raise, uh, train your child up or whatever. And they'll, you know, they'll always be in the church and her going back to church. Yeah. It just seemed like it, it seemed like it rounded her story and like that she was back home in a sense. It was I almost like a that. Moses scene too. She uh, yes. Everybody to church. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that's she, uh, got everybody out out of Egypt. Holy land. Milk and honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that tracking shot was amazing. Like one long shot, yeah. the way it looked with the widescreen, like that was mm-hmm. like I said, some beautiful filmmaking in this. And the way they highlighted Absolutely. the color purple mm-hmm. and I don't know, mm-hmm. it was just it was just well done. And that one, that one is going to be something y'all want to see in the new one. It's not quite the church scene. It's, we shot that down in Jekyll Island, Savannah, Georgia area, and it, it was dope. Even, like, I'm telling y'all. Because <laughs> does, doesn't David Allen Greer play, play the creature, like her, her father? Uh, that's a secret, but since it's okay, not the okay. bag. Uh, no. yeah. he, does he still have that beard? <laughs> does he still have that really full beard? With the salt and pepper in it. No, he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, from what I remember, from what I remember, because I was actually talking to him when we were doing the blocking and rehearsing that that he did, and and what we were talking about, y'all. Funny enough, was Will Smith smacking um, Chris. <laughs> Chris, right? That was the hot take when we were there. So that's how Uh-oh. long ago that was. But yeah, I do believe he still has the salt and pepper beard. Wonderful addition to that. And there's some other surprises in there too, with some comedic faces, some faces from the gospel scene. So it, it'll be a okay. treat, y'all. I'm yeah, okay. So okay. I'm I, so excited. I'm super excited mm-hmm. now because yeah, David. And we just saw him in the Eddie Murphy movie, uh Candy Can Lane, and it was he was a oh, great yeah. He played Santa Claus. Great surprise in that. So mm-hmm. pretty awesome. All right. Well, ladies, listen, I can't wait to see the new one. I appreciate you coming in and running this one back with us. And uh, like I said, anything else you want to add before we get out of here? Uh December 25th. Go see Color <laughs> Purple the musical feature. <laughs> cool, but and then once it once we watch it, we'll all come back and we'll chop it up again yeah. and see it and then same categories and do the same thing. But hey, yeah. we pretty Appreciate your time and your talent, and can't wait to see how you ladies blow up in the future for sure. Uh, thanks for having us. Uh, no Thank problem. You. Later. Later. Bye. Peace. Bye. Bye.